Hello? Hello, hello. What's up? Oh, man. Well, it took us long enough. That was a pretty long hiatus. No kidding. (laughs) Oh, man. Well, not in the year that we expected to come to you in for our next episode after June of 2022. We now come to you on a new year of January 12th of 2023. Yes, sir. Welcome back, everybody. And, man, this this feels good. I I missed this. (laughs) Yeah, I did too. Uh, Speaking of which, we... um, Somehow, we got two more views on that last episode, by the way, in the time that we talked. Wow. Yeah. So I I think it's just more of a sign of, you know, just do it. We didn't even get deflated. We just, life got away from us. Yeah. It It just, like we gave up. Yeah. There was nothing that got in the way of us recording another episode for you guys. It just, I don't know. It, something just didn't happen. I don't know. (laughs) Life. That's what happened. Life. Pretty much. <laughs> but we're back to you now and we're hoping to keep it going here and to hopefully, you know, just crank out episode after episode every week for you guys. And first off, let's start off with the more recent news that happened today. Um, we'll, we'll do some more of that later. Releasing of Trevor Bauer by the Los Angeles Dodgers happened today. And what what are your thoughts on this here, Dodger boy? Um, I'm not too happy. No. Personally, no. And uh, in my eyes, in the court of law, he's not guilty. So let him play. Yeah. I get, you know, MLB reduced the suspension, but. Uh, in the court of law, he didn't do anything wrong, so I release him. I get, I get yeah, the, I, I get the side of the business, though. You know, you don't want, you don't want people lashing out on you and stuff and whatever. And you're trying to make the right business decision, but he's a good pitcher. That might bite us a little bit. Well, and I, I will say, um, for those of you who are Trevor Bauer, I guess not fans of him. <laughs> right. Uh, you know, a lot of people would also argue, well, they're, you know, they're also releasing him because of the whole sticky situation with uh, this weird substance that he was using or blah, 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 blah. Well, from, from that point of perspective, I guess, like, I assume that's how the Dodgers are kind of justifying this a little bit as well, but uh, I mean, they they were trying to trade him as well. Yeah. So, but they owe him twenty million. I think I saw today. So yeah, we'll see. I mean, the Dodgers are going younger. It seems like they're not really going out and getting getting those free agent guys. Um, yeah, they seem like. Which is something gonna, else I'll kind of mention here later, but they yeah. seem like they're going out and finding, or not even going out, but they're just going into their. And they're the depth now. They've built yeah. up those guys in AAA for long enough, and they feel like they're confident enough in them that they can bring them to the next level. I mean, they let mm-hmm. Justin Turner go. 
Um, I think the only reason why they kept Clayton Kershaw is because Clayton Kershaw is going to retire as a Dodger. If he doesn't, it would be weird. So yeah, yeah. I honestly think that it's time to go young. You know, letting Bellinger go, which man, if he gets on a roll again, it's going to be brutal. But he didn't fix it, so let him go and move on, and hopefully we get some young talent out of the farm system and go from there. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Well, we'll get there, but you know, I, I think now this is, this is just me kind of browsing over some of the stuff that happened over the off season for the MLB. Is it just me or is this, is this season or off season like very, slow like it's not like there's obviously been some big signings but made as much noise as i would have expected for some reason i don't know yeah maybe it's just me yeah it's a little slow i i I can see that yeah um but well and i uh one thing that some people are also saying is that you know seattle for how good of talk they were having about you know going into this offseason getting pitchers blah 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 they they really haven't made any noise either they made a lot of noise last offseason a lot of people are expecting some more this offseason but really they they haven't done anything too crazy uh you know aside from going and uh you know they the biggest news really is Carrera and not not signing. With I was the just Giants about to say, and then yeah, possibly getting signed with the Mets, but his physical kept failing, and yep. so he ended up back with the Twins for less money. For less money, yeah. But now, well, that's here's the other funny thing too is that the Twins are still waiting on him to fa- pass his physical as well. Right, so he cannot even sign with the Twins. Yeah. He's like going with the twins and the twins want him back regardless, but you know, he, it's not official official yet, but But there's money out there. There is one of the best shortstops in all of baseball right now. One of them, uh, there's going to be a market for him no matter what. Yeah. (laughs) Honestly. Yeah. I don't like him. Yeah. I'm yeah. biased. <laughs> yeah. I got my bias. I get piece. that. That's my bias. I mean, <laughs> so. I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I was happy that they re-signed him, supposedly, hopefully. Um, the Twins. San Diego and New York Mets have made the most moves. Yeah. Again, the Mets again. Because last year worked out so well for him. I know. It, I, uh kind of called that one. Oh yeah. You yeah. High train. You would have it, to go and back. They fell apart. You'd have to yeah. go back pretty far on that one. But um Nelson Cruz just got signed by the Padres. I know my man. Still kicking it. I have a statistic here. And is the top ten I'll I'll do the five out of ten teams. Um the most I... money spent on off on free agents in the in this MLB offseason this was as of December 14th of 2022. 
so almost mm-hmm. a month ago. Uh, San Francisco Giants at 463 million. The Mets at 462 million. The Yankees at 412 million. The Philadelphia Phillies at 387, and the Padres at 352. The Yankees don't surprise me being at the top of that list just because they they always spend money in the offseason. But the Dodgers aren't aren't even in the top 10. Yeah. I I called earlier today. I should have saved it, but they were talking about how a lot of the bigger teams championship-wise or who are trying to make that championship type of push or have had success with winning a championship, a lot of them mainly go with prospects and just building the youth and then trading for what they absolutely positively need. And, you know, like the Dodgers do that. The Yankees, yeah, they make a lot of splashes in free agency. But that's because they have the money. They don't make yeah. the trades that they need to. The, no, they the Yankees, don't. The Yankees' downfall is their bullpen. No doubt yeah. the bullpen. Their bullpen yeah. sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, and but, Philadelphia surprised the world because they were an 81 team, but they were hot. Yeah. They reminded me mm-hmm. of the Rockies in 07. Mm-hmm. They got hot, and they smoked through everybody, and they got to the World Series and died. Yeah. But yeah, the, but I don't know. The article is covering the Mariners and how the Mariners have had a very quiet offseason, but uh, I can't remember who came out. I think it was their general manager was saying that, you know, they're trying to follow more of a formula this offseason instead of just saying, oh, let's go spend money. They're trying to follow in the footsteps of, you know, the Dodgers and you know, other championship teams like the Braves and I mean, look at all Tampa that. Bay. Tampa Bay yeah. barely spends money. That's all from their farm system. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of MLB, MLB teams have gotten away from that where they don't they don't use their farm system. And that's where a lot of teams fail. That's why you see these teams go a couple of years and all of a sudden they fall off. A couple more years and they fall off. They're not consistent. Like you look at the yeah. Cubs. You got to – they went out and signed Jamesby oh, Swanson. They went out and got Cody Bellinger. That's all great. But do you have yeah. dudes around them? Like you got Nico Horner. Great. Awesome. I just hope their pitching is good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, build that youth for longevity, man. And, you know, I. You can, you can bring in the analytics and change around the rules, but at the end of the day, the key to baseball is pitching. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, and how how is this new rule change? Do you think going to affect teams? Because now, I think it's going to make games longer. Yeah, because you can't rotate. For those of you who don't know, the are officially changing the rules of teams not being able to do uh, defensive switches Swi- on uh, the outfield shifts. And Thank infield. you. I was like, switching shifts. Yeah. Yeah. And oh, oh, yeah, that's right. It yeah, is an infield as well. Completely. They, they can't move. Yeah. You're playing mm-hmm. straight up baseball. Yep. Which is ironic considering they want to make the games more entertaining and 
more captivating for people for like newer fans because you know the, the biggest gripe is always that baseball is too boring and it Baseball's takes too dying, long. But yet they're gonna make the most money they've ever made this year in revenue. Yep. How yep. much sense does that make? Yeah. Well, they. I saw someone else breaking down that. You know, most of it's through advertisements yeah. that they're making most of their money, but. Again, you ha- you have to really look at it like okay, if baseball was really dying, why would these companies be spending millions and billions of dollars on, on yeah, yeah. So, you know, I I think it it's more about just teaching them how to or just teaching the younger generation about how baseball is a game of, you know, strategy and just like pure athleticism and talent you know right. not everyone can hit a dinger out out of the park to win a game not everyone can climb the wall like bo jackson and make a game-winning you know save but you know it, it's about these guys coming out there and you know making the most of a hundred plus game season and really you know like I, I personally don't pay attention too much to baseball at, at the beginning of the year, but I, I get excited when I'm at a game or when I'm watching it and, you know, cause you, you don't know who's going to be good right. at the beginning of the season. And you kind of have your ideas, but the cream of the crop always rises to the top. Of course. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's like last year, what the Phillies were super hot and so were the Mets and both of them then end up doing anything remotely close to what people thought they were going to do. And Tampa Bay was one of those weird sleeper teams that, you know, they were good. Don't get me wrong. They're good all season, but they weren't making as much noise as the Phillies or the Mets last season. And the Phillies Phillies start sucking. Yeah. They got rid of their gene. They got rid of their manager. Yeah. They just went on a tear. Mm Mm-hmm. crazy well speaking of news that just happened today with the trevor bauer situation and all that uh we had more news that happened just today in nascar and the legend the man the myth the legend kevin harvick announced his retirement after the 2023 season i'm a little sad dude my childhood has gone away flat slowly i know i think he's in my last yeah, one yeah. It, my no, Blake Kyle is Bush huge. Is there too. Yeah, Blake is a huge Kevin Harvick fan, so it you know, I told him I was like, dude, your your boy announced his retirement. <laughs> so. Um yeah, that, uh, I'm not surprised. Um mm-hmm. him buying into that uh racing series with some other guys that kind of I kind of see where that's going. He's taking the Tony Stewart type route to it. Um, some other NASCAR news since we've been not doing this. Um, yeah. Jimmy Johnson is coming back to NASCAR. He bought into Lure. Richard Petty Motorsports and they changed the name to Legacy. Mm-hmm. And he's going to be driving the number 84 car. 
part time. Oh man, part time. Instead, instead of the forty eight, obviously can't have the forty eight because Alex Bowman is in that car. Um, some other news mm-hmm. also, Mister Ty Gibbs is coming into the next Tell Cup series. I mean, next Tell. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. I still say next Tell. Shows your age. Yeah, doesn't it? Uh, so I'm excited about that. It was very unfair on how he got treated last year. And then obviously the day after he won the Xfinity series, his father passes away, which was terrible mm-hmm. news. And then Mr. Rowdy Bush himself, the reason why Ty Gibbs is going up into the cup series, uh, he is going to Richard Childers racing for the number eight car, which I think is going to be good for Richard Childers. Get back, get them back on the map. They haven't really been the same since Harvick moved to Tony Stewart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mr. Haas Racing. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm I'm excited about that move. I think that's going to be really good. I'm sad to see Eminem's leaves the sport, but there's been a lot of yeah. sponsors that have left, and they come back sometimes and they don't. Mm-hmm. But that's a that's one that's going to be weird on not seeing out on the car, out on the track as a number 18 and Eminem's car so but so ty gibbs is going to be driving the number 54 and bush is going to be driving the eight and then obviously um he's replacing tyler reddick Mm -hmm. tyler reddick is going to be driving and uh the michael jordan team Oh, he's driving the number 45. 23. He's driving the 45, huh? Yep. He's going to be teammates. Dang. So, yeah. And he was supposed to go there next year anyways, or the year after. But since Kyle Busch is joining Richard Childress and taking the Reddit card, they just like uh-huh. let Reddit go early. They're like, you can move on if you want since you're already moving on. So they let That's him go. Amazing. But, and then today, so the Harvick news broke today, obviously. So that kind of overshadowed, but uh, Kyle Larson is going to be driving in the Indy 500 this year. Mm-hmm. So that will be pretty neat. That's kind of oh. everybody, every Kyle Larson fan, IndyCar fan type dream right there. See if he can wheel himself to an Indy 500 victory. Yeah. Dude races anything and everything, so might as well let him race an Indy car. So, and yeah. one of the reasons why Kyle Busch went to Richard Childress is for to see if he could possibly drive an Indy car mm-hmm. in the Indy 500 because Joe Gibbs wouldn't let him. So now that door's open too for him since Chevy's got so. a. Do what? I just I think it's so fascinating. Any drivers always want to come over here and just try out NASCAR, whether it's for a season or a race. Right. And then all the all these NASCAR drivers wanna, you know, go over to Indy and try out that. But right. I I'm surprised not many more teams kind of like try to intertwine their drivers a little bit or their teams from Indy to 
you know, maybe like a farm type of system or something. Like maybe NASCAR's like the lower tier and then like Indy's like the higher tier or something. I don't know. I'm I'm just speaking more from a money perspective. More people watch Indy than they watch NASCAR, but not you know. really. No? Mm-mm. I thought that IndyCar really's dropped dropped the ball. Has it? Yeah. Mm. They're they're pretty I mean, there's people that watch them, but no, NASCAR makes way more money revenue wise and everything. Uh, I I'm probably yeah. thinking more about like Formula One. Yeah. 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 F one obviously makes more money and stuff because they travel the world and whatever. They got big manufacturers, you know, but yeah, no NASCAR runs America for sure. F1's gained a lot of attention and attraction lately, but yeah, I, I will say, I think like a, like a fashion statement or more of a flex on, you know, the, the fit or whatever, but more of the younger generation in NASCAR t-shirts and like, just yeah, like, e- even when I, even when I went to Texas though, too, I, I did see more younger people there as well. So I don't, I think I are th- the resurgence as far as like, I know they were kind of worried about, you know, losing sponsors and right. losing viewership and this right. and that. But I, I will say the pandemic really helped them a little bit. Yeah. Cause it forced people remember to when home. the pandemic first hit, the what was it the daytona 500 was the most was the most watched thing or was the most yeah, watched was, uh, daytona that was right before the pandemic hit yeah because no one knew what was going to happen Mm-mm. and then they raced in phoenix and then they canceled yeah that's right yeah that's right well, and then even during the pandemic i think they they saw a really big you know, jump in viewership, not by much, but more than they had seen previously. So, but yeah, shoot, man, this, a lot of stuff going on since we moved or since we stopped. Right. A lot of news. A lot of news, but all right, let's move on to the collegiate area of throwing the pig skin into the, the goalpost here. Man. Well, <laughs> I'll, I'll address the elephant in the room. Uh, the, <laughs> the national championship was not at all what we were expecting. Yeah, it was everything I expected. <laughs> well, uh, that, that's where we differ a little bit. I thought TCU would at least score more than one touchdown. <laughs> I uh, I enjoyed that game. I I, I didn't even bother second. watching. I I was going to watch it and then I forgot about it and then I turned it on on my phone. I was like, ah, you well, know, I, I was how, like, oh, I'm not missing much. You know how it should have been ranking wise mm-hmm. going into that? Should have been you, Georgia. You not even. Number one. Yeah. Michigan number two. Ohio State number three, and TCU number four. So that way mm-hmm. you would have gotten the t- TCU-Georgia game out of the way, and then you would have had your your big money game, Michigan-Ohio State, the rematch. Yeah. And that one 
And then you would have got Michigan, Ohio State against Georgia. Well, and then what what more of a way to prove yourself as a team than to face Georgia in the playoffs and knock them off from winning another championship as opposed to literally being the walking, talking doormat to let them walk into another championship and repeat. Right. And I knew TCU was screwed when uh, Kirby Smart's interview before the game. Mm -hmm. And and the uh, announcer was like, so, uh, you know, what did you say your guys are, you know, what what are you, you know, thinking about? He goes, I told him that we're hunting. I was like, oh, dude, TCU screwed. TCU might as well just pack their bags and go home. Tours going to come out here and just wipe them. And sure enough. I mean, I knew they were screwed when the game just started. And normally you see it like later in the game when fatigue kicks in. But Georgia's offensive line was just dictating the line of scrimmage. Just Mm -hmm. dictate, And they were just putting TCU players wherever they wanted them. It was like men versus third graders. I was mm-hmm. like, dude, this is going to be rough. It's going to be real rough. But when TCU scored that touchdown, I was like, maybe we do have a game. And then it just shut down. I was like, no, we don't have a game. The one and only for the rest of the night. <laughs> yeah, it was – the stadium sucked. The game was oh, brutal. Yeah. There's backlash on that, them holding that event. And the rain, obviously, if it wasn't raining, that venue's perfect. But when the rain is coming in sideways and it's supposed to be a dome, there's a problem. Mm-hmm. There's a problem. But yeah, that I I'm excited to, for them to expand to the 12 team because me too. They're they need to do round, something. That first round is going to be at home stadiums, from what I've heard. I mean, I don't see why not. Can you imagine walking into an organ? playoff game at Oregon walking into a Nebraska game at Nebraska. You know what I mean? Yeah. Teams that are already naturally loud stadiums. Oh, dude. You put them in a playoff at home. That's going to be insane. That's going to be nuts, man. And Um, just, well, and you think too, like these, a lot of these teams travel pretty well for the most part. Some more than other, better than others, but I, th- yeah, I mean, giving, giving the edge to the higher seated, you know, team or higher ranked team, and then making them really work for it, and then right. I don't care what you say about bowl games or whatever, but man, a home stadium for it's a playoff different. game would be awesome, and then. Yeah, I think NFL so, playoff or hockey or NBA playoffs are different. Yeah, I can't imagine a college football stadium playoff. Yeah, so to kind of like move forward with the expansion on the playoff, do you? I don't know if you've caught word of any of it. I haven't looked into it too much, but do you think that they're going to keep it at like bowl games for the semifinals or yeah, yeah that's the, okay. that's that's what i heard is like okay. the first round is going to be your your home game at campus games and yeah. then the semifinals are going to be you know what i mean mm-hmm. your second third and finals are going to be at bowl games mm. and the rose bowl almost lost out on this expansion 
or the Rose Bowl was holding it back or something to do with the Rose Bowl. And then finally, mm -hmm. the director of the Rose Bowl finally signed the contract or whatever to allow them to play or be, you know, have games for the Rose Bowl there, whatever. Yeah. The granddaddy I'm, of them all. I'm excited for 12 teams. Dude, me too. It, we need to make the playoff system way more interesting. Because well, and it'll give people have been arguing so much. Oh, why didn't you put so and so in here? Oh, this team beat, you know, Alabama. Well, and, okay. So you, know. you think about this, right? Mm -hmm. All right. I know we're going with this. Okay. Think about yeah. this mm -hmm. TCU. Okay. Yeah. Their season, right? This year, they barely beat Kansas. They barely beat Oklahoma State. They won against Kansas State by 10. So all these games were within 7 to 10 points, right? They wiped the floor with Can uh, with Iowa State. They lose to Kansas State by 31-28. So, yeah. and they're in the Big 12. Like, Kansas is becoming a decent football team. That coaches turn around. Oklahoma State's a pretty decent football team with Gundy. Kansas State's there. Yeah. Texas is just... Texas. I don't know what Texas is. So you Texas these, doesn't even know what Texas is. Yeah, you have these teams that just like, like, what are we doing? Right. So yeah. I feel like Oklahoma like, was one of their bigger wins during the season, besides Texas. And then Oklahoma. Oh, Oklahoma and the Baylor. Oklahoma was terrible by Oklahoma standards. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So yeah. So you have you have a team that loses in the Big Twelve championship game, okay, to Kansas State, right? Think about this: Michigan wiped the floor with Ohio State in Ohio State, right? Yeah. Okay. Then Ohio State goes plays Georgia, almost wins if the kicker doesn't shank it, right? So uh -huh. then Alabama's like, well, what if we were in there? Alabama can't even beat LSU first off, right? LSU I loved play, watching that game. LSU goes and plays Georgia in the SEC championship game. Georgia wipes the – puts a 50-burger on LSU, makes them mm -hmm. just look like a D3 school, which they is not – like They're playing patty cake out there. Well, they were playing patty cake with TCU. <laughs> <laughs> so – there's no really no team that deserves out of those teams that were like, yeah, great. Like Georgia was really the only one and Michigan was really the only two that deserved to be in it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Like, how yeah. did, how did Ohio state get in? But yet we punish a school for losing a championship game. Mm -hmm. Why is that a thing? They, they went undefeated all year, and then they go and lose a championship game and kick them out. I can't remember who it was. Who was that? Oh, that remember. was – shoot. Can't remember the school. This is how long it's been. Oh, crap. Tennessee. No, Tennessee got smoked by Georgia. It wasn't Tennessee. Uh, I'm looking at the rankings here. Yeah. I'll think of it. 
yeah, we'll both think of it. Right. But, oh, it was uh, USC. That's right. So USC, right, loses yeah. to Utah. So they weren't undefeated. The right? Utes. So they lose mm-hmm. to Utah in the regular season by one point, and then they have to face them in the regular in the conference championship game and get beat again. I mean, they got decimated. But at least mm-hmm. they made the conference championship. Ohio State didn't make the conference championship. So that needs to be fixed. That's the point I'm trying to get across here. That needs to be fixed. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We need to not punish teams for making their conference championship games. If we're going to do that, you might as well just abolish the championship games. Well, and, and go straight into not the to mention, Not to mention, they don't treat USC the same way as they would have treated Alabama in that type of situation. No. If Alabama would have lost, they'd been like, yeah, you're still in because you lost to Georgia. It'd been fine. Yeah. Which they've done before. I know. They did that with L- LSU, I think. They did with somebody. They've been on plenty of teams. L- wasn't it LSU in Alabama when LSU went on their title run? Yeah, something like that. And they still let Bama into the championship, even though, or into the playoffs, even though it was. Yeah. Why don't we I, let Utah in? If I remember correctly, it, that's how it worked. Like, why didn't yeah. we let Utah in? Yeah. If they beat, if they won a conference championship game. Right. The yeah, conference were, championships matter, yeah, you know. They were 10-4, and four, so they did lose plenty of games to not be in it. But it just – it doesn't make – that's what pissed me off. I didn't mind yeah. TCU being in it. All right, great. We have an underdog. Good job. But that's what happens when yep. you let teams in that probably shouldn't be there. And Ohio State showed, yes – they didn't make the conference championship, but they showed they were a lot better than a TCU team against a Georgia. Mm-hmm. And to think the Big 12 is just going to get harder. Yes, they're losing Texas. Yes, they're losing Oklahoma. But they're gaining BYU, I think. They're gaining Houston, I think. Um, they're gaining somebody else. I can't remember. I think they're getting USC. So they're getting Houston, Cincinnati, and UCF in 2023. Yeah, there's rumors of the Pac-12 disbanding as well a little bit. Well, Stanford, no. Cal and USC is going to the Big Ten. Yeah, that's right. Which, okay. It's so funny, too, because I guess Oregon wanted to go to the Big Ten, and the Big Ten said no. Well, what's funny, what's even funnier, right? Lane Kiffin, that was the Oklahoma coach, didn't want to go to the Big Ten or the SEC, so that's why he picked USC. And now the college he went to is going to the Big Ten. Hmm. Crazy. It's uh, BYU's no no layover. No, nor is UCF. No. And then, did you hear the news about CU? <laughs> so 
Deion Sanders news or the Well, they don't have the money to pay him. Transfer party news. No, they don't have the money to pay him. Yeah. Um, in leaked emails. And then I heard rumors about them changing um games. Oh. Changing games. Uh, and it didn't and it didn't make the Pac twelve happy. Mm. So now they're playing TCU instead of Arizona State or something. They did something where they were supposed to play a conference game and they backed out of it or did something. So now they're going to TCU to play TCU and then they play Nebraska. Oh boy. Be a fun game. Deion Sanders better turn that thing around quick. <laughs> I hope yeah, people realize that it's going to take more than a year to turn that ship around there. Yeah, it's it's pretty bad over there. Like that's considering the fact that CU hasn't been a relevant since like college the early 2000s. Squad, yeah. And even then, like most of our life, they have been pretty much a doorstep. Yeah. They haven't really been the greatest of teams for quite some time now. Maybe TCU should go do a Pac-12. Dude, I would love to have TCU in the Pac-12. Or a Big Ten. I think Utah would be amazing in the Big Ten. They're physical. Yeah, we... We were we were knocking on Utah. Remember when we, they first joined the Pac-12, and yeah. then all of a sudden they started making that, all this noise. That head coach, man, he brings a physicality out of that team. That team, yeah, will he smack does. you in the face and not care. U- Utah is a team to be reckoned with nowadays, and yeah. either you're going to get your butt kicked or you're going to have a good game. Uh, they, yeah, <laughs> I I do like the Utah Utes being in the Pac-12. They definitely help with, I mean, trying to keep the Pac-12 more of a competitive conference once USC and Man. I don't know. I don't, I don't think Oregon should leave. I, I think the Pac-12 needs to try harder to make its conference more competitive just you know replace usc and tcu or usc and ucla with you know a tcu team or you know something shoot put notre dame in there i'm just kidding don't put notre dame in there i don't want notre dame i don't want notre dame either but i was looking at our schedule Oof, it's rough. Yeah. I haven't even really eyeballed Oregon's either. but At Minnesota, at Colorado, you get two layover games, and then you get Michigan. Woof. But at least it's here. Maybe you should come to that game. The um, Michigan game? Michigan game. 
maybe if Harbaugh isn't coaching the Broncos or Carolina or whoever. We should be 4-0 by the time we get to Michigan. Mm. I say that, but I doubt we will be. Yeah. I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. It's fine. Do every <laughs> year. It's fine. That's all right. Well, speaking of Harbaugh and the coaching changes, holy stromboli. We we got some coaching drama here, Brendan, and I amongst other things, you have head coaching vac- vacancies. You have benching of the star quarterback when you're trying to make a quote unquote semi playoff push if you know you don't lose the last game or two. <laughs> And, you know, I, here we go. Let's just start off with this. I say we do coaching carousel and then Derek Carr slash, you know, that drama. And then we'll go into playoff predictions. So with this coaching carousel that we have, Oh, so, you know, come to, I guess, under, we, we haven't really thought of uh, coach firings being so frequent in one season, but, man, they're, they're really bad. Really bad. <laughs> Broncos fire their head coach after Christmas, and they should have fired him halfway through the season. But I digress. I'll keep ranting about the Now this short and quick. So the Carolina Panthers fired Matt Rule and defensive coordinator Phil Snow. The Cardinals fired Cliff Kingsbury. The Browns fired defensive coordinator Joe Woods. The Houston Texans fired Lovey Smith. Which I don't I don't know if I agree with that or not. I I think the head co- or the Houston Texans were like yeah they had a bad season but they were playing pretty good competitive football. I think they just needed a few more key pieces, maybe a veteran here or two, some receivers. They need to kind of fix their quarterback situation, but other than that, they they have something there. It's like the Detroit team that we saw last year and the year before. Saw something there. They weren't a great team, but you saw something there when they played week in and week out. Um, the Indianapolis Colts fired Frank Reich. That was earlier in the season. And they fired offensive coordinator Marcus Brady. The Tennessee Titans fired general manager John Robinson and uh, offensive coordinator Todd Downing. And finally, to round off our Washington or our firings to Washington Commanders fire offensive coordinator Scott Turner as well. Maybe they should and fire their owner. They're they've been calling for his head since the name change, since before yeah. the name change. Yeah. A, the fans, the players, stone, dude. even the even the other owners from other NFL teams have been calling for his head. You're so. telling me that Sean Taylor didn't deserve a real mannequin and you literally just put a jersey and a helmet on like a man deserves a statue yeah 
No It'd kidding. be in the Hall of Fame. And they'd even put the correct helmet on it. They didn't even put the tape on the face mask. Like, what? Yeah. Yeah, pretty pretty sad. Well, to, to make matters whole head coaching thing, man, Sean McDermott might also be gone from the Rams. Dude, Sean McVay. Or Sean McVay. I don't, I don't know why they're calling for his head. Because they're just saying, like, it's him coming out saying that he may or well, may not come back to the team. And it was like, he was threatening to retire last year. It was like, yeah, but that was before Aaron Donald said that he was going to come back. And that, that could know. be, dude, that could be still a thing. Well, yeah. Aaron Donald could. could retire still. But him he is, wanting to step he, away. They're saying him, he might do it again. Him wanting to step away is just showing that he can't handle losing seasons very easily. Right? Yeah. Because yeah. he won a Super Bowl, right? And yeah, he did talk about step away or retire or whatever. Okay. Awesome. Then he comes back and Matthew Stafford gets hurt. Right, they lose Von Miller. Okay, they couldn't re-sign him, so there's a hole. Odell Beckham is gone. Right, he never. Came I don't know back. why they didn't re-sign him. I don't know either. Don't know why anyone hasn't picked him up either. Um, so there's a lot of holes. Right, they lost their lineman. He retired. So there's a lot of holes here, and it was like. The Rams have literally gathered up all their money, all their chips, all their draft picks, threw them into the wind, got their ring, and now they're at the bottom of the NFL, and Sean McVay's like, yeah, I don't want to do this. Okay. Yeah. Weren't there some glimmers of hope, though, when, at least to me, for oh, when, Baker when they got Baker up? Mayfield? Yeah, I saw the old Rams again. Yeah, when they decimated the Broncos on Christmas Day, I was like, "Holy yeah. crap!" That's the Baker Mayfield I knew was in there. Yeah, that was. A nasty I think it. Mat- I think Baker Mayfield had more of the, the coaching mattered type thing. If he has a good head coach, he's got it. Right, and that's what that's the thing that drives me nuts. People are like, "Oh, he's just a terrible quarterback." He never really had a head coach in Cleveland. Nor an nope. offense around him. He had Nick Chubb. Yeah. That's not a wide receiver. It's a running back. They still have only really have Nick Chubb. And Deshaun Watson isn't going to do anything there. They got Amari Cooper. But can Amari Cooper stay healthy? And right. are they going to be willing to pay Amari Cooper? When his contract comes up again? Mm-hmm. Only time will tell. My time will tell. So, with that being said, here are some of the interviews that have happened so far with the head coaching situation. And I I want you to give me your top three landing spots for certain people. So, coaching interviews that have been requested by the Cardinals are Sean Payton, and D'Amico Ryan's 49ers defensive coordinator. 
Carolina yeah. Panthers. I would have... take D'Amico Ryan for the Cardinals. Really? Sean Payton wouldn't go to the Cardinals. No, I I don't think he would take Kyle Murray's. No. And Tennessee, no. No. No, no. No. No, it's either my way or the highway with that guy. Yeah. Yeah. I I agree. They're either going to end up firing that or parting ways with the head coach, or they're going to end up getting rid of their quarterback. (laughs) Right. Uh, The Carolina Panthers have completed an interview with Jim Codwell, former Lions and Colt. They have requested Ken Dorsey, offensive coordinator interview. Ben Johnson, Lions offensive coordinator, has been scheduled, but not yet interviewed. Mike Kalifka, Giants offensive coordinator, requested. Gerard Mayo, Patriots linebacker coach, requested. Kellen Moore, Cowboys offensive coordinator, requested. Frank Reich, Colts head coach, completed. D'Amico Ryans, 49ers head defensive coordinator, Shane Steichen, Stitchen. Sorry. Eagles offensive coordinator scheduled and Steve Wilkes, Panthers interim head coach completed. So they are considering keeping their head coach or interim head coach. Yeah. Uh, whoever walks in that place, then good luck. That yeah. Like you're you you're going to need something more than Sam Darnold to win you football games, man. <clears throat> They better. They better. But they need that. to have a few years. Or, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> I'll give you an honest. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. Who's ever walking in? I feel bad for because that's. Yeah. No. That's not. It's not an ideal spot. No. The Cleveland Browns uh, have requested interviews from Jared Mayo and Sean Desai, Seahawks associate. Yeah, associate head coach for defense. Uh, ooh, interesting. I, you and I are going to like this one. They have completed an interview for Jim Schwartz, Titan senior defensive assistant, and they have a scheduled interview with Mr. Brian Flores, Steelers senior linebacker coach. Hmm. Dude, if there's any any team that is a perfect fit, or any coach that's a perfect fit for this Cleveland Browns team, it's going to be Brian Flores. Right. He has a way better quarterback. He has arguably, I would say, a, a better offensive line. And he's got decent receivers. And he's got an amazing run running back. Amazing. He's got two amazing running backs. So I, I think Flores is good fit for that one and I'll, I'll save that one for last uh houston texans thomas brown has been requested another request or other requested again mike kalifka sean payton D'Amico ryan's and then a scheduled interview has been uh, Erigio Evero, Ev- yeah. Evero, Broncos defensive coordinator, and a completed interview has been uh, had a scheduled interview with Shane Steichen, 
Eagles offensive coordinator. They should have never got I don't know who would fit. No, no. The, those How options are Smith get get booted like that. I know. Like, I love Lovey Smith. Got, he got dipped out of Illinois. And gets dipped out of mm-hmm. that. Like let me see anybody else walk into Houston and have a great season. That's not I know. That's, they, that's like walking into Carolina. Lovey yeah, Smith might as well no just go, go to Carolina. They have no O line. They oh. just found a running back. They have the, no receivers. They have is, it's good for he's good for what he is. Yeah. He's eh. Yeah. Yeah, I want to. He's wanna a solid back. I want to see another head coach step into Houston and try to win. That ain't happening. Yeah. Not to mention their defense is interesting. Hmm. I'll just put it that way. Uh, next here we have the Indianapolis Colts. Eric Bienemy. Bienemy, jeez, I I can pronounce names today. Has completed an interview along with Ejio Evero, Broncos defensive coordinator, and Bubba Vet, Colts special teams coordinator. Really interesting. Uh, okay. Uh, Aaron Glenn has been requested, and then the rest of their scheduled interviews are going to be Ben Johnson, Rams defensive coordinator. So far, he's their interim head coach, so it looks like they are thinking about keeping him. And then Shane Steichen. Yeah. Like, literally threw him under the bus. And you're gonna interview yeah. him. Yeah. But so far it looks like they're still considering to keep Yeah, I don't agree right. with that one. Uh second to last team that has interviews that have been taken note of. Re- so far the requested interviews for the Tennessee Titans are Malik Boyd, Bill's senior director of pro personnel. So Tennessee did get rid of their head coach? Oh, sorry. Not for their head coach. They're, I don't even know what this is for, really. Oh, I was like, what? I didn't see that. Yeah, no, they, they got rid of their offensive coordinator. Yes, offensive coordinator and general manager. Oh. Well, they're off. Uh, that's that. I was like, man, the Tennessee Titans have some interesting interviews for head coach. And I was like, oh, wait, they didn't fire their head coach. <laughs> I don't remember seeing a thing for... And I was like, why are you... Interviewing a GMVP for a head coaching team. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, All right. So our last team for interviews that have been completed and or scheduled slash requested are my Denver Donkeys. So Mules. Yeah, man. Raheem Morris, Rams defensive coordinator, scheduled. He uh, completed Interviews so far have been Ijiro Evero, which I'll, I'll give my two cents on that eventually. David Shaw, former Stanford University head coach, if y'all remember him. And finally, the probably the more talked about interview, 
Jim Harbaugh has also been completed. And so far, the requested interviews are Sean Payton, the one that everyone knows about, Dan Quinn, and D'Amico Ryans. Dan Quinn, huh? Yeah, I'm not mm. really. Yeah. Mm. We'd be better off with Frank Reich instead. Mm. Man. Dude, I don't, I don't know where Jim Harbaugh goes. Yeah. I think, so, reason why I wanted to stop on this one last was because I, I feel like the Broncos are probably the more talked about team at the moment for head coaching jobs. Can you see Mainly Sean Payton of- fitting Russell Wilson, though? Think about okay. it. Think about it. What type of quarterback did Sean Payton have in New Orleans? A short scrambler. Yeah, but he didn't really run, though. He could scramble, yes, but he can't run like a Wilson. Oh, you're talking about James Winston. That, too. I forget that he coached James Winston, honestly. James was okay with Sean Payton. I just I don't see Sean Payton's scheme fitting Russell Wilson. No, no. And I'm not saying you have to get a head coach that fits Russell Wilson, but it sure does help because you just saw what happened with Hackett, right? Yeah. Well, and I think so what the type, last two weeks that what we type had of quarterback did Jim Harbaugh have in Sam Fran? Runners. Correct. Yeah. And I can see Jim Harbaugh and Russell Wilson getting along better than Sean Payton and Russell Wilson. I do too. I do too. Well, and all right, Broncos fans, I'm going to humble you real quick. As a man who bleeds blue and orange, I will humbly say we're not getting Sean Payton. No. No matter, even if he wanted to come here, we do not physically have any of the draft capital that I think the saints would take for said coach. There's no way. Cause you took it all. We took it all with the quarterback. Pretty much. Now, if, if we had some of those players back and one of our first round picks back. Yeah, totally. I could see us potentially making a run for him, but we don't have any of that. We have the 49ers first round pick for this year after the trade with uh, for Bradley Chubb to the Dolphins. And we have – what's that? That was a mistake. Uh, yes and no. I, I'm better sweet about it because we wouldn't have had the money to pay him what he would have wanted, I don't think. So I think we either would have been letting him go or letting him walk or we would have had to make a last-minute trade for something and we probably wouldn't have gotten what we wanted for him, which was a first-round pick. So, I mean, I I don't know. Our defense is doing okay, just fine, I guess, without him. But, you know, I, I think you're right. Jim Harbaugh is a way better fit. I don't see Jim or Dan Quinn doing anything here. If they hire Dan Quinn, I'm going to be so mad. Because 
we just proved that it's not about taking the chance and, you know, trying to see, you know, get, give this guy his first head coaching opportunity. Don't do that. We made it very clear that we need the experience. We need someone who knows what they're doing. Saw that went after we fired Hackett immediately. Russell started playing better. Yes, he still had some mistakes. But our team played like a unit the last two weeks more than the rest of the season. The whole first part of the season, we did not look like a team. We did not play like a unit. We we just looked like we were running around with our heads cut off. There was nothing there that you could have told me, man, this guy knows exactly what he's doing at head coach. The man needed to hire someone to not only call timeouts at the correct time for him, but he also needed to give up play calling duties to not the offensive coordinator, but the quarterback's coach. I don't know what his logic was on that, but that didn't work either. So what did our interim head coach do? He fired our O-line coach. He fired our special teams coach. He specializes in special teams. Our special teams played way better. Our O-line played a little better, less penalties, but they still sucked. However, he actually gave play calling duties to the offensive coordinator. And man, look what that did. Keep the offensive coordinator, keep our defensive coordinator. We just need a new head coach. That's all we need. We just need an experienced head coach, knows what he's doing. Get this. I didn't know this about Hackett and his shenanigans that he was doing over here in Denver. He wasn't putting his starters in full pads all year. Who does that? I'm all full. He didn't want to play his starters because he didn't want them to get injured during the preseason. Look at where that got you. We're the most injured team in the whole NFL. All right. These guys, and I'll say this right now, man. You have to put your guys in pads. You have to have a little bit of contact because if they're not used to it, if they're not ready for it, they're going to get hurt. That's how it happens. So, and we showed glimmers of hope. We showed with the right head coach. He's got the Baker Mayfield thing. Give him a wrong coach, he sucks. He's good. Good to go. We just need to fix our O line. Get some better. No, he wasn't. He wasn't. I'm sure you and me have dogged on him a couple times, but I mean, just goes to show like Russ needed a good system to succeed. And look at that little change. The littlest change at head coach for someone who is more seasoned, hundred like night and day difference. Night and day. We scored more points in the last two weeks of our season 
and average more points in the last two weeks of our season than we did all season. <laughs> that's, that's absurd. And those are points that like your average Joe team will put up just willy nilly, you know, that's what you need to do to compete. And we were just doing it out of competitiveness. So Broncos country, I'm here to humble you and I'm here to also let you guys take a chill. We're going to chill out. This is a, a relaxing podcast. Yeah. The Broncos will be okay. It's okay. We'll, we'll ride next season. We'll ride next season. Or we'll fall off the horse again and we'll get back up. It'll be all right. We need a good head coach. Not this coordinator. Not that coordinator. A head coach. I'm okay if we get David Shaw. I don't think he'll be that good in the pros. But at least he's been a head coach. I like Jim Harbaugh. He's the better fit. Go get Harbaugh. He's clearly after the money. Sean Payton. I've home. He's not coming here. I'm sorry. Don't get your hopes. Interesting that too. He's also had coached before. And I guess Ijiro Evero would also be interesting just because he does know the team already. And he's seen what works with Russell Wilson. He's seen what works with our offense. He knows how our defense works in and out. So I, I don't think that's a bad idea for the Broncos to do either. But, well, and uh, here's the other kicker for Sean Payton. Uh, and then I'll lay this to rest. Another reason why I don't think he would come here is because he wants Vic Fangio to be his defensive coordinator. So that's rumored. I don't think Vic Fangio is going to want to come back here. Even though he coached better than our, <laughs> he coached our, he coached our team better last year than we did this year. <laughs> uh, okay. I'm done. I'm off my, my soapbox. <laughs> what are your two cents here? What are your, I guess for, uh, we'll, we'll wrap this up with, uh, the wild wild card uh, schedule. I forgot there was one more segment we had to do. And then we'll, we'll get out of your hair. Okay, so first round of the playoffs. Chargers and Jaguars, who you got? Chargers. Really? See, I, I got the Jags pulling the upset in that one. I, I don't know why. Does. You know why? Because they're hot. That's why. And they're playing good. I'm not wanting to do it. And I'm not doing it because they're hot. I'm just and, doing it because I like what I see. And Doug Peterson is their head coach. I mean, yeah, that that helps. Peterson. <clears throat> yeah. When I was just gonna say, as far as experience, you definitely have a little bit of an edge with Doug Peterson. But I think if the Chargers don't win this playoff game, I think the head coach is gone. Oh, for sure. There's there's no question. You, uh, now, real quick, do you think it was a good idea for him to start the starters before the playoff game? Yeah. You got the Broncos? Yeah. Yeah? Keep them loose. Dang. You're 
you're like the arch enemy of all these Charger fans and some of these announcers out here. They're like, this idiot is putting his starters out. See, yeah, so what? You so and what? I, you so, and I okay, agree on this. Okay, though. okay, so what? So you don't play them, right? Against Denver, they go out of Jacksonville, they're lackluster, and then to be like, well, they probably should have played them in week eighteen. Then they wouldn't have been so lack of, you know, so yeah. lackluster coming out the gate. But yeah, you know, so now they're gonna come out all fire and they'll be like, man, that was a smart move to play them because they stayed warm, they stayed competitive. Now they're out here playing good playoff football. This team has never seen the playoffs. They don't know how to treat it. You might as well just treat it as another week, right? So you play the starters. You go yeah. into wild card week. It's another week. It's week 18 times two, right? Yeah. We got to lose. And I was going to say, uh, I'm thanking the head coach anyways, because yeah. them playing the starters also kind of helped the Broncos case a little bit to show that they can compete. Right. With the right person. Right. But dude, I'm telling you, don't sleep on the Chargers. I know. I'm not sleeping on the little, Chargers. No, I, I know I'm not. I know you're not, but I'm just saying, like. Yeah, Herbert's my guy. Everybody's sitting here sleeping on the Chargers for some dumb reason. I know they're not the best qualified team in there, but people forget they don't lose to the Chiefs by very much. No, they don't. And the, no. that is the last team the Chiefs want to see. Oh yeah, in the playoffs. Yeah, that I think it's going to be an offensive game. Yeah, it's going to be very offensive. There ain't going to be no defense in there. Hold on. All right, my cat just knocked stuff down. Give me a sec. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll continue this uh, segment here. Well. Brennan deals with the cat. <laughs> so our next matchup will be the Seattle Seahawks and the San Francisco 49ers, a divisional matchup and rivalry. We've seen this one too many times, and it has never failed, okay, never man. failed to entertain. I was what? just telling him about how our next segment is the legendary Seattle-San Francisco game. You know what? A rivalry. I really think the 49ers are going to win this game. But I keep telling yeah. people it's a rookie quarterback and he hasn't had a bad game yet. It's a ticking yeah. time bomb. You don't know when that bad game's going to happen. No. And if he has a bad game, Seattle could beat him. Yeah. I would love for Seattle to beat him, but I don't think it's going to happen. San Francisco's defense is too. Out. Too stout, right? Big boys. So corn fed boys. Yeah. So San Francisco is going to win this game. But yeah, I'm telling you that quarterback doesn't have a good game. No, I, I I'm with out. you. You know what this reminds me of? Exactly. Colin Kaepernick situation. Ironically, with the same team. Mm-hmm. Starter goes down. Season's over. Backup comes in. He gets injured. Season's over. And we got the third stringer. He ain't going to do jack. They start rolling. Pretty good. <clears throat> yeah, I got the 49ers in this one, too. Yep. With you. <laughs> well, we'll save these two games for later. 
next we have the Ravens and the Bengals. Uh, Bengals by a landslide. Yeah. Uh, Lamar Jackson's out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not that he was really Don't doing do much. Anything. Yeah. 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 Just. Well, now there's rumors of them wanting to trade him. Oh, is there? Yeah. A little bit. There's a little bit of a little bit of conflict in that locker room uh, yeah. or that front office. That I should say I, by landslide, but Cincinnati. They're not overlook them, but if they don't overlook them, yeah, it's over. Yeah, it's turn out the lights. Party's I'd over. be shocked if the Bengals lost by a decent margin in this one, or if they lost at all, but yeah. Bengals all the way. All right, next we have the Cowgirls and the Buccaneers. If you couldn't tell who I don't like in this matchup, but I might surprise you. This one had me really contemplating. I hate both of these teams because I don't think they're, either of them are going to go that far no. playoff-wise. No. Ranking-wise for this matchup. Oh, my goodness, Cat, You're killing me. <laughs> my girlfriend's over there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my girlfriend's name is Cat. for those of you. Uh, <laughs> um. Anyways, Cowboys are ranked 10th in offense, in total offense. Total defense, 13th. Bucks are 11. Total passing, Cowboys are 14th. Bucks are 2nd. In total rushing... This is the interesting thing. Buccaneers are 32nd in rushing, while the Cowboys are 8th. I'm going to say it. I I think the Cowboys are going to have a little bit more of a chip on their shoulder after last week. I don't think they'll make it past the following round, but given the circumstances... If they utilize that rushing advantage to their, well, advantage, I think they can win the game. They need to keep Brady off the field. They need to run out that clock, and they need to have really smart play calling. Dak needs to take care of the ball. What? Dak taking care of the ball? Yeah, okay. Yeah, I know. I know. That's an ask. It's an ask. Maybe he'll slide with eight seconds to go. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, man. You're bringing up bad memories for those uh, oh, Cowboy fans, I man. I hate the Cowboys. I hate them, too, but gosh darn it, I cannot see the Buccaneers winning this game. I can. You know yeah. why? Because Tom Brady's never lost to Dallas. Yeah, I know. I know. Again, the chip on the shoulder. Are the Cowboys yeah. really going to let him walk in here and beat him again? Yeah. It's in their yeah. head. We'll see. We shall see. I'll just take the cow. I'll just take the Buccaneers just to despise the Cowboys. Sorry, I don't right. care if I'm wrong. <laughs> That's okay. I'll I'll take the Cowboys and we'll have the dispute here for everyone else to discuss at home. Yeah, no, I'll take a. I'll take Cowboys or nothing. How about them Cowboys? Yeah. We got the goat. We got the goat. Brady, Brady. Yeah, I can hear it now. It doesn't matter because whoever – well, okay, so it's the lowest seed faces the one seed. So if Seattle pulls a miracle, they'd go to Philly. But I uh, doubt that happens. Yeah. So it would be Tampa Bay or Dallas. 
Because the Giants ain't yep. beating Minnesota. No, which is the next game I was going to talk about. Yeah, I got Minnesota. as much as the as much as the Vikings are probably one of and hear me out, folks. I I love the Vikings. My stepdad's from Minnesota. I root for the Vikings every once in a while. I, I like them. However, correct me if I'm wrong, Brennan, but the Vikings are definitely the worst best team in all football right now. Yeah. <laughs> You're not wrong. Yeah. And just for some statistical analysis for oh my gosh, this is all over the place. <laughs> for some statistical analysis for this game. Total offense, the Giants are eighteenth, Vikings are seventh. Total defense, Giants are twenty fifth. <laughs> the Vikings are thirty first. <laughs> total passing, Giants are twenty sixth, Vikings are fifth. And then total rushing, Giants are fourth, and the Vikings are 27th. So the Vikings are really good at passing, but really bad at running the ball. The Giants are really good at running the ball, but they're really bad at passing. And all together, these two teams are absolutely atrocious at defense. So it's going to be a high score. It's not going to be a high-scoring game. It's going to be a high-scoring game for the Vikings, but the fact that the Giants are only really good at running the ball, I think, uh, yeah. They're the Tennessee Titans. Yes. In the playoffs. Yeah. Saquon, bro. Saquon. All right. Everyone's been waiting for this one. The very final matchup of the playoffs that we're going to end on, end the show on, it's going to be the Miami Dolphins versus the Buffalo Bills, my boys. Buffalo by a landslide. By a landslide? Yeah, they don't got Tua, do they? Do they? I don't know. I thought I thought he was going to. I thought there was potential he could come back for their first playoff game. Oh no! Nope, he's out. Is he? I was yeah. just about to look that. Yeah. Buffalo by landslide. Yeah, he. Yeah, Buffalo. Buffalo all the way. Not to mention, they have even more reason to play really good with Demar Hamlin. Yeah. I still don't think they make it to the Super Bowl though. Really. Yeah. Fascinating. Fascinating. See, and here, here's the other kicker. The Bills have the best rankings or the most well-rounded rankings out of all the teams so far that we've looked at. They're fourth overall in offense, first in defense. I didn't know that. That's weird. I didn't know that. <laughs> Uh, they're eighth overall in passing, the, the ninth AFC's, overall in rushing. The AFC is kind of crazy, though. Think about it, right? Yeah, it is. Okay, think about this. Buffalo can't beat KC. Cincinnati, KC can't beat Cincinnati. And Baltimore just can't get past the first round, right? Yeah. And the Chargers and KC go back and forth. Mm-hmm. Like, how more wild could that playoff get? Yeah, so many storylines like Joe Burrow yeah. can't lose to the Chiefs. 
can Josh Allen get over KC's hump and beat KC finally? Yeah. There's a lot, a lot of storylines, but Buffalo is going to smoke them. Yeah. It won't matter. No Tua, no chance. Yeah, I, I and, got you with that one. And Philadelphia better her, help. Uh, better hope Hurts is healthy all the way, or else they're done too. Yeah, no yeah, hurt. No hurt. Yeah, they're done. they're going to be hurting for Hurts. Yeah, but Hurts is in. I've heard so they should be all right. In the yeah, I've heard that off, too. They should be fine. Yeah. So. Speaking of which, I'm with you, Bills Mafia, all the way. I just bought my Josh Allen jersey. Finally, I got it in red. Nice. It's going to be here next week. <laughs> nice. So, anyways, with that. I'm surprised you didn't get a Von Miller one. I was going to, but I had a Nike gift card, so I had to get it off of the Nike website. Oh. All they had was Josh Allen oh. in my size. Oh. Which is okay. Yeah. I Plus, just, uh, Von's an Adidas athlete, so they like, weren't going to I see that. There was hype behind Buffalo before everything went down, whatever. But I just, dude, I, Buffalo has a way of choking it. They do. They do. Maybe it changes, but hey. They we'll got find out. Players. Yeah, that's what makes playoffs fun, right? Yeah. That's what makes well, and I, I was there for the upset last year. I was mad. But we'll find out. Well, and, you know, I will say, if Buffalo could play a solid four quarters instead of being a second half team, I I would have them going all the way no matter what this year. But they're a second half team. So they have to start really picking it up here in the first half. Whether that's playing even better defense and turning that ball over and just, you know, scoring, you know, a few more touchdowns than they normally do just so they don't have to work as hard in the second half. Do it. All right. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. All right. Well, with that, man, it feels good. It feels great to be back. Mm -hmm. It was awesome. Missed it. And we missed all of you. So thank you again for tuning in. And we'll catch you, I assume, next Sunday, maybe? Maybe. Maybe. We'll, we'll figure it out. We'll get a schedule set up again. And we'll, we'll guarantee you that we will see you next week, no matter Guaranteed. what. Guaranteed. 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 It won't be another June 7th where we fall off the face. <laughs> there, will, there will no longer be a June <laughs> that was doomsday apparently we will remember this day as june 7th <laughs> all right well with that we're signing off thanks again everybody and until we see you next time adios